Thank you for tuning in to another episode of 206 Geek. I am your host, Todd, the 206 Geek, and I have a few things to talk about today. And today is episode number 28, excuse me, 38, not 28, 38, episode 38. And, you know, yeah, I have a few things to talk about. And, um, you know, I've been thinking I, I wanted I wanted to start another podcast, one that's deal specifically with conspiracy theories and and then a friend of mine said that she wanted to do like a YouTube show and when I said hey you know maybe we should do a podcast I have the 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 gear to do that and you know I can be I can be the Andy to your Conan you know I'll let you kind of run the show and you know think of topics to talk about and I was thinking you know we could talk about that Netflix special or the Netflix documentary, rather. Um, I, I actually think that was a Freudian slip, because the documentary was hilarious. <laughs> it was a comedy special, for sure. Well, the biggest reason why I think that 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 um, documentary was funny was because um, they tr- trying to prove prove their theory, they disprove it. And uh, and that's one of the things we're going to probably talk about. The podcast um, is called "The Derp Is Out There," and it's basically going to be um, it's going to be about conspiracy theories and pop culture. So I was thinking along the lines of you know talking about science fiction and fantasy that deals with uh, conspiracies and conspiracy theories and government cover ups. So we'll talk about like the X Files. We'll talk about we'll talk about Project Blue Book. We'll talk about the the Men in Black movies. Um, maybe even talk about a little bit about the this the cartoon series that came out in the nineties. If you've never seen it, I believe I believe it's on Crackle. Um, I'll have to double check that, and I'll and I'll and I'll mention where you can definitely find it when we start recording that podcast. The derp is out there. If nothing else, if you can't find it on your on your favorite podcasting app, oh, what the hell? Uh Amber Alert, that sucks. Um right in the middle of recording too. Um anyways, uh I will I will have um links and everything on the 206 Geek podcast website. So 206geek.com. In fact, I think I already have it set up. There's a, over in the left-hand column, underneath uh, the pod chaser in the rate us on Apple Podcasts, there is uh, some some um, some links, and one of them just says derp. Uh, I'm going to probably change the na- that, that to the derp is out there soon. Um, and all the all the things that will be about that podcast will be under that category, and um, I'll probably even post um, things about that podcast on the Two Us Geek um, Facebook page as well. So um, keep an eye out for it. Um, let's see here, actually, I think do I already have stuff there? I don't think I do. Um, I did set up a Podchaser page for it. Let me see. You can, you can go to podchaser.com and search for the derp is out there. You'll know you have it when you see the the drawing of Devil's Tower from 
uh, from um, Close Encounters with a kind of a derpy face on it. Um, and right now there's just kind of a placeholder introduction um, episode, upload, whatever you want to call it. Um, we will be recording um, hopefully soon. I want to I want to get uh, Shannon um, ready. I don't want her to to rush into recording something because um, I went ahead and set this up and and have. I'm still waiting to hear back from iTunes or Apple iPod or Apple Podcast. Uh, it doesn't it's not showing up there yet, so I'm assuming they're probably still in the process or maybe it's because I haven't, we haven't posted any actual episodes before they approve it. Um, if nothing else, you can take the, uh, the, 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 the feed URL and put it into your, into your podcasting app. The feed is just, it's, um, HTTP colon slash slash feeds, F E E D S dot feedburner.com slash 206geek slash derp and you can, that will bring up the uh, the feed or you can actually go to that directly on your web browser and it will show you the the episodes that are there you can play them on your computer even um, so yeah that's number one thing I wanted to talk about today I will be doing that with my friend Shannon um and you know, there's I've been I have posted a few things on social media to this this week that I thought were kind of cool or funny or just in general I thought was you know you guys would dig. Um, one of the things that somebody turned me on to is this website called Future Me. FutureMe.org, and basically what it is is you can send yourself an email, your future self. You send you write out an email and then you can set the 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 deliver in one year, three years, five years, or you can specify a date. Um, and I just I wrote myself an email and I set it to three years because I'm hoping that within the next three years the things that I want to have done will have happened. And it's one of those things I think when you send yourself an email, it's it's more or less kind of like you're setting yourself a goal. And when you receive the email, you'll be able either you you will either be able to a say yes, all these things happened, or b no, I'm still working on it. So hopefully, in three years, it will you know the things I put in the email will be will have come to fruition. Is that the right word? Whatever. It will it will come to pass. <laughs> I was having a porky pig moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check it out, futureme.org. And um, you can actually, and the, 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 one of the things that's cool about this is, is if somebody has, has posted an email to themselves, would it be an email if it's on a website? No, it, it, it's a future post. Either way. Um, you can set your post to either be private so only you can see it, or you can set it to anonymous so other people can read it. They won't know it's you unless you say, you know, hi, this is Todd, you know, I'm sending myself an email. Um, 
No, you don't. You don't have to do that. I mean, it. You can leave it anonymous. And you can have it posted on the on the internet for everyone to see. And some of them are kind of cool, you know. Um, some of some of the ones I've seen were kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. You know, that's kind of what I want to write. And uh, let's see here, public read public letters. I'll read one of them to you guys. This was uh, this a letter from January first, nineteen. Excuse me. 2018, not 19, 2018. Dear future me, I want to start by saying to you, I love you, and I am proud of you. Look how far you've come. Look at yourself. Now, at at my very own new home, enjoying 100% debt-free life and financial freedom. As I imagined in the past, my new house is beautiful. I love the decoration. I'm going to click on here to to read the rest because it kind of cuts off there. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, the big windows in which the warmth of the sunlight and the moonlight and the beauty of the mountains make my home absolutely radiant and spectacular. I love your main room as well as Emma's room. I bet my husband is loving it very much. The kitchen is so neat and wonderful. I really look I I really look fulfilled and happy cooking for my family in our in our own environment. There's a lot more there, but that's just kind of an idea of of one of the uh one of the future me posts that this person put put on there. And it's kind of like a uh website for um well at least for this person it's it looks like it's they're trying to they're trying to manifest you know good things for themselves and that's 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 similar to what I put in there in that I want to I want to have my own place, I want to be um, I want to I want to have steady income, um, I would love to be able to have a podcast studio in my place. I have a room s- specifically used for recording podcasts, so I'm not having to worry about external noise or weird background sounds. And speaking of which, I think maybe I should mute my phone so I don't get any more interruptions. Yes. All right. That should do it, huh? And uh, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. You know, there's there's something about uh, this that, you know, I don't know, it just it, it, it seemed like a cool idea to me. So if you want to send yourself a future letter, futureme.org, check it out. Um, it's also this, there's also a link. If you go to, uh, 206geek.com, it should be the, a post within the last, um, well, from the, the date of this recording, um, uh, March 20th, it was posted 18 hours ago. So in the last couple of days, in the last day, I should say, not the last couple of days. Cause you know, that would be 24 hours ago if it was, uh, yeah, 42 more than yeah anyways mumbling and rambling and whatever else um and then i saw this post and it was it was a funny funny story i thought <laughs> um because uh this was a, a, a meme posted on on imager <laughs> it says breaking news dr crusher being investigated how she got her son into starfleet academy um <laughs> Dr. Beverly Crusher on administrative leave pending investigation. 
and it shows a bunch of pictures from Next Generation. Um, and this is kind of a uh, <laughs> this is kind of poking fun at the whole uh, Lori Loughlin thing. I don't know if you've seen or heard this in the news. The actor who plays Becky in uh, Fuller House and Full House um, is getting herself into trouble for. Uh, um, I guess she was bribing some colleges to 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 get you know her kids or whatever into the college or whatever. Her along with a couple other people. Um, so this is kind of poking fun at that. I thought it was pretty amusing. That's why I shared it. Um, and it's just like I said, it's a series of images from Star Trek: The Next Generation, and they just kind of created a. a uh, <laughs> they created a little bit of a story, kind of mocking that uh, that real story. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and then, let's see, and then the Disney Fox Entertainment deal. Uh, IGN posted this um, on the nineteenth, so yesterday. Disney Fox deal: What Disney taking over Fox could mean for television. Um, it says here, for, for even more, for even more on the Disney Fox deal, be sure to check out blah, blah, blah. Okay. He's, yeah. With the, with the deal now set to close tomorrow, that's today, the Disney acquisition of, of, uh, Fox for more, for over 70 Billion dollars. That's a B with a billion with a B. Will likely mean uh, seismic shifts in the movies, TV, and streaming landscapes. Um, IGN already examined uh, what the implications of the deal are for the uh, world of film and theaters on and online. And while some of those effects are clearly defined, Disney will inherit plenty of Marvel characters' film rights held by Fox. The deal's impact on TV would be far more complicated. Read on, uh, read on for IGN's breakdown on how this uh, potential merger could change how and where you watch some of your favorite shows. I kind of wonder if uh, if the Fox Network will uh, the fraud, the Fox Broadcast Network will um, will change to Disney or they will just keep Fox. I'm, I'm you know I'm kind of hoping they just I'm hoping they do like they did with um, with uh, with Lucasfilm and in Marvel where they they keep them their own entity even though they're kind of now under the umbrella of Disney. Um, there's going to be a lot more marketing for those things now. If there wasn't enough, you know, X-Men and, and um, Deadpool stuff before, there's going to be a lot more now. If there wasn't enough Simpsons, Family Guy, and other Seth MacFarlane shows like The Orville, if there wasn't enough merchandise for those before, there will be tons more, sp- specifically if Disney decides to keep those things. Uh, I'm really hoping that Disney does not get rid of of uh, of the Orville because the Orville is a really great show. I really really enjoy the Orville uh, a lot, um, more so than Discovery. And I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go on that again. 
Um, it says here, the key thing to know about the deal and how it affixed the television landscape is Disney will will not now own will not now own the Fox Broadcasting Channel. Disney would only acquire Fox Television Studios. <gasps> Ooh, okay, that answers my my statement from earlier. As FCC laws prevent any single company from owning more than one of the major broadcast networks, ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC, Disney already owns ABC. But uh, that rule doesn't apply to cable channels, so Disney is inheriting a number of Fox offshoot, including FX, National Geographic. Disney could presumably keep these channels as is or decide to integrate their content into already existing Disney networks like Disney XD, A&E, and more. Disney will also acquire 39% stake in Fox has in Sky, the European satellite broadcasting company, as well as international sports outlets like Fox Deports and Sky Sports. Which basically means I I I remember hearing someplace that the Disney Disney will not own Fox News or Fox Sports, um, which is sad. I was hoping that Disney would take over Fox News and disband all those all those peoples. Um, one more one important thing to keep in mind: not all of the programming airing on the channel is also produced by the company owning that channel. Uh, the 20th Century Fox television production company, which Disney will acquire, produces um, This Is Us on NBC and Modern Family on ABC, for example. Disney will not automatically inherit every show airing on the Fox Broadcasting Network, but instead only the production development... Uh, de- the productions developed by 20th Century Fox... And its other production houses. So, for example, Disney will remain unconcerned with Gotham, a WB production airing on the Fox network, which will be owned by the spun-off Fox company. Among other TV assets, Disney will acqu- would acquire uh, would be among other TV assets. Disney would acquire would be the other studios in Fox's stable, including Fox 21, which produces Ryan Murphy's American Horror Story, among other shows. And as Disney would acquire Fox FX as well, this deal would include FX Productions, which makes Always uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, The Americans, and more. Uh, let's see here. And then there, of course, there's the massive back catalog of television shows Disney would now inherit to air and stream as it pleases. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, MASH, 24, and more series would be all now under the Disney umbrella. Since Disney now owns these series, they could continue to air on Fox for the foreseeable future, though Disney could also take all of the Fox productions and shift them to own uh, to own stations like FX, ABC, and or any streaming services Disney focuses focuses on. Speaking of, 
um, what's happening on Hulu, what's happening to Hulu. Uh, it says here, when Hulu began, it represented a unique partnership among competing broadcast networks at the time when the future of streaming platforms was less clear-cut. ABC, Fox, and NBC all have stakes in the service, uh, but this acquisition would give Disney a majority stake in the platform. Additionally, a recent report indicates that Disney is seeking to buy Warner, Warner Media and AT&T's portion of Hulu, which would give a 70% ownership stake. Dude, if if Disney buys Warner Media, does that mean they're gonna they're also gonna own DC? I know. Well, I know Warner Media does all the animated stuff, so Disney would then own all the Hanna Barbera stuff as well as the D, the DC cartoons. I think. I don't know for a fact. I just I'm, I just. No, I've I know I've seen Warner Media on some of those animated movies and TV shows. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, well, you know what? Um, the story. I'm not gonna read this whole thing because there's a lot here. Um, if you want to read the rest of what what's going on with the Disney Fox deal, you can check it out. The story it's posted on TwoSisGeek.com. And uh, let's see what else here. You know, I saw this just yesterday. I think it was um, there was this uh, this um, apparently Google is unveiling its its a a gaming platform called Stadia or Stadia, S T A D I A. It's a competitor to Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. So. I haven't actually read this story, but I, sh- I shared it because it looked interesting because I figured I would read it at some point. So it says, Tech giant Google is, is getting into the gaming in a big way with a direct challenge to the giants of consoles and PC gaming. It's called Stat- Stadia. I'm saying Stadia now. I don't, I, It might be Stadia. I don't know. Um, former Sony and Xbox executive and current Google gaming boss Phil Harrison detailed the platform today in an event in San Francisco during the Game Developers Conference, saying it would link all the ways people play games. Uh, The core of it is that it will be a gaming platform that runs via streaming. No no console or PC needed and no games games downloaded or running on a disc on the user's end. So it'll be all streaming. That's well, that's kind of cool, I suppose. I mean, if you have a decent enough internet connection, that'd be awesome. Um, uh, Harrison and host and a host of other presenters boasted a high-end gaming running in 4K and 60 frames per second, streaming across Google's network to any to any screen you can think of. This uh, this new generation of gaming is not a box, Harrison said. It will launch later this year, first in the U.S., Canada, and U.K., and Europe. Uh, crucially, Harrison and the others assembled, present, assembled presenters did not say how fast users' internet, internet speeds would need to be to get high... Sky high performance hyped throughout the event. Uh, 
let alone enjoying multiple games that run entirely via streaming. See, that's the thing. That's when I first heard streaming, I was like, "Yeah, that's not going to really work for me. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to play a lot of those games because my internet, um, because of where I live, my internet is a mobile hotspot. I don't have true high speed internet. I have four, I have four G internet basically, and um, I mean, I I can stream stuff. I can watch Netflix. I can I can play games on the PlayStation." three and four um but there are times where it it slows to a crawl and uh so maybe it will work i don't know we'll see um does it have a price um the controllers the controllers look kind of like um um have you ever seen those um bluetooth controllers you can get for your your tablet or your phone that's what they look like. You know, they they look like a a very generic looking PlayStation controller. Let's see, I'm trying to see if there's a a price. What this thing's going to cost? And there's lots of pictures here of, of content for the for the console. Uh, doesn't have all right i'm not seeing any any price you like i said the this is posted to the to the website you guys can check it out for yourself and read the whole thing and it probably does have something in there i'm just not it's not standing out amongst all the other stuff that's on here um it's really talking about like the the hardware and and uh comparing it to other systems I'm not seeing a price though. I will I will read this here though. Stadia will be is being built with the help of PC giant AMD which is offering a custom GPU for for the platform server side processing. Remember nothing is really hap- happening on the device Stadia gamers used to play games. Okay. That's kind of cool, I suppose. Yeah, go ahead and check out the story yourself. It's on uh, on the 206geek.com. It will take you to... Uh, uh, what is this website? This website is Kotaku. So, if you're familiar with that site, you've probably seen this. Either way, you can check it out there. Um, what else? What else? Um, um, um... Uh, here's here's something that I'll, I'll definitely be talking about. The derp is out there. I saw this and I had to share it because it was I thought it was funny. Um, this is this was shared by LadBible.com. Flat Earthers disprove their own theory in Netflix documentary. I watched that documentary and yes, I I, I it's one of those documentaries like I said earlier where you you watch and you just you you giggle to yourself. It's one of those documentaries you want to watch with a buddy of yours so you guys can have an MST3K moment where you're just kind of riffing on how stupid the people are on screen. And uh, and not everybody that they talk to on in this documentary is stupid. There's a few people they talk to that um, they're talking to like um, professionals in physics and 
in you know science in general. I don't even remember all their names or what their what their thing was. I just knew that these people were like professionals in the field that would answer a lot of the questions that the flat earthers had. And they they interviewed a couple of them and and the person they're interviewing um has kind of that smirk on their face like I can't believe you're interviewing me for this but at the same time they're being they're being nice and they're they're responding to the questions honestly and even though the person who's talking to them doesn't believe anything they're saying. So yeah. Um let's see. This is what it says here. Have you ever sat there and thought, I bet the earth is flat? No, not really. <laughs> well, the chances are you're you're in the majority. <laughs> uh, says, However, there are some people who genuinely and passionately believe do believe that in the flat earth concept. But in an in an, in an embarrassing fun in, in excuse me. But in an embarrassing turn of events, it seems they managed to disprove their own theory. How unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the cringeworthy moment comes in the Netflix documentary Behind the Curve when Bob Nodell a host of the Flat Earth YouTube channel, tries to use a laser gyroscope, a device used to detect rotation, to help their cause, but instead it does the exact opposite. The unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, the $20,000 piece of kit behaves exactly as expected, showing the movement of the Earth, leaving Bob a bit (laughs) red-faced. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to talking about this on the the derp is out there with Shannon. Um, this should be, this should make for a really fun conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man, like I said, right now I, I actually earlier before I started recording, I checked on on the iTunes or Apple Podcast rather keep calling it iTunes because that's what it was forever. Um, it's not showing up there, but you can you can manually add it if you're on an if you're on an iOS device. If you're not on an iOS device and you have Android, um, you can still add it manually with whatever um, your podcasting app is by going to 206geek.com and I will post the URL for uh for the derp is out there. In fact, I will add it to this existing post. Um but uh it it is available on on uh Google Play. Google Play Music has a podcasting section. You can search for it in there. Um you can add it to other apps as well through through the URL which I'll be adding here um, as soon as I hit the edit button. And uh, hopefully I can get, hopefully I can get uh, Shannon to record here in the next day or two and we'll post something worth uh, listening to. Cause right now it's just a introduction, you know, coming soon kind of thing. 
let's see, feeds.feedburner.com slash 206geek slash derp. All right, that is the URL for the podcast. If you want to... Um, if you want to add that to your podcasting app, you can do that. And uh, whenever we post new episodes, you will be able to get them that way. Or you can also um, find find the podcast on podchaser.com. Just search for it on their search, and you'll find it there. And that's also where you can get the uh, the 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 feed link for the podcast as well. So, and, um, what else? I think I had a few other things to talk about today on the podcast here on the 206 geek. Um, let me go back and see what else, what other things I had shared that I thought were, um, Oh yes. As, as you know, if you're, if you've been watching Gotham like me, um, you know that this is this current season is the last season for for Gotham and somebody took some close up shots of uh of the of the the actor playing um Jeremiah and well they they don't call him the Joker on the show but he's clearly the Joker and he looks and acts like the Joker um, let's see here. I don't know. This is what the article says. This article was on wegotthiscovered.com. I don't know about you, but I feel a certain kind of nostalgia whenever any TV series I've enjoyed nears its conclusion. Really, I can't help but reflecting on how much has happened whenever the final world, uh, fictional world it was, and in the real world... Uh, for that matter, during that time span, and while Gotham lasted half as long as Smallville, it sure did produce some memorable moments. All right, we're gonna actually I think in the next episode of uh, of uh, of Gotham we're gonna meet Bane too. Wow, these pictures. What is that guy's name? I can't think of the actor's name. It's like Cameron something. Um, hold on. Let's see. Let's see if it says yeah, oh yes. Yeah, the actor's name is Cameron. Cameron Monahan. Um And this is what the this is what he says here about Cameron. He says, Personally I'm really eager to see Cameron Monahan put another spin on the Joker. From the look of it, that uh, acid bath Jeremiah Valenska endured at Ace Chemicals sure did a number on his skin. Uh, zero out of five <laughs> dermatologists would re- would recommend. <laughs> um, and for those of you who, who can't wait for the finale itself, know that another batch of images have leaked to Instagram and can be re- reviewed below. These aren't quite as good as those HD photos we saw one month ago. Although I'd say they're among they're among the better ones out there. 
So there's actual photos of of Cameron as as Jeremiah after the 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 Ace Chemical bath, and uh, looks like they may have kind of tweaked the image a little bit to make it clear so you can get a, a good look at at his face. He he kind of reminds me of if if the Joker and in Emperor Palpatine had a kid. That's what he would look like. Um so yeah, that's that's looking pretty cool. What else we got here? Uh-uh, And one of the people I really enjoy, I enjoy his podcast immensely, is Rob Paulson. Talking Tunes with Rob Paulson is a, a podcast about voice actors and and what they do and how they do. Looks like Rob is actually putting out a autobiography coming out this fall. It says, Rob Paulson won our hearts when he sang Nations of the World in the show Animaniacs. The man can still sing it from memory. Even though the show has been off the air for nearly two decades, he also has voice, in, uh, voice acting credits in Tiny Toon Adventures, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Danny Phantom, Elena, the Ava- the A- Elena of Avalor, and dozens more. Rob has written an autobiography uh, titled Voice Lessons, How a Couple of Ninja Turtles, Pinky, and an Animaniac Saved My Life. It is available for pre-order on Amazon per Twitter. Rob writes about having throat cancer and how he nearly lost his livelihood and passion. Yeah, I remember he when he he actually stopped doing his podcast for almost a year and a half. It's, I think it was like maybe it was just a year. But I remember like I realized I hadn't seen any new episodes of his podcast and in well over a year, and uh, I, I I reached out to him through social media, say, "Hey Rob, you know, are you are you still doing the podcast, or is everything okay?" You know, and then um, he has a Patreon page, and I went ahead and and um, subscribed to his Patreon to see if there was anything in there about what's going on with the podcast, because there wasn't anything on his on his on his Facebook page, nothing on Twitter. And I saw that he had posted that he he had been diagnosed with cancer and was going to be taking a break from the podcast for a while. And then after like within a day or two after I read that, he actually made the announcement on his Facebook page and Twitter saying that he had, he had uh, gone through chemotherapy and all that and is now cancer free. So, that made me happy to hear that he's cancer free. Although if you see photos of him n- now, he I think I think having cancer and, and going through all that definitely did a number on him cuz he he he's he has aged a bit, I think. But uh he's still still a fantastic actor, such a such a nice guy too. Um and uh if you've not seen uh, and I've talked about this a number of times, and probably because it's my absolute favorite documentary of all time. I know that voice. Look for the documentary. I know that voice. I think you can even go to the. I think there's a website for it. Just go. It's. I think it's just I know that voice dot com. See here. I 
No, I can spell properly. That voice dot com. I think that's what it's called. Yes, I know that voice dot com. And you can you can buy the. Uh, I think there are links to where you can buy it from there. Uh-uh. Alrighty, so yeah, check it out. And Rob's on there as well as a bunch of other voice actors. You will know some of them by name. Others you'll just recognize their voice. I mean, oh my God, that's who does that. It's one of the reasons why I like that documentary so much. I watch it every time I watch it. It's just like it is so cool to see uh, those character voices coming out of an actual face, and it's it's unreal, is what it is. Um, <laughs> Uh, see what else other things to talk about today um the nerdist has had created a a uh, movie trailer mashup stop stop God. all right so this mashup and you can check it out it's it's on 206geek.com. It's on the second page. If you scroll down and click the right arrow, it'll take you to the second page. And you'll see it says, um, where is it? I just said it. It says, the big Shazam mashup trailer. Um, <laughs> n- not the big Shazam, but the big slash Shazam mashup trailer. It should there should be a slash in there or like a hyphen, because it takes um, clips from Big, the movie Big with Tom Hanks, and kind of mashes it up with um, with the Shazam trailers. They use some other Tom Hanks movie clips in this to kind of make it fit right, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. See, and I'm not, you know what, you know what, I will. I'll go ahead and play the audio. You'll be able to hear it yourself. Hold on a second. They're showing clips from some of his other movies, Tom Hanks movies. Alright, this is better if you actually watch it. So, <laughs> if nothing else, go to YouTube and search for the big Shazam mashup and you'll find it. It's really awesome. Um... You know, and I think 
I think that's pretty much it for today. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to check out The Derp is out there. Um, hopefully, like I said, we'll have uh, the first episode posted here in the next, probably in the next week. I'm hoping. If nothing else, I will do one myself because I'm eager. I'm eager to talk about those things on a podcast, and I don't. And I would have. And I've tried putting that those that con- content on here. I just didn't think it fit this podcast. I didn't want this podcast to be all about conspiracies and whatever else, even though I like talking about those things. So, um, and like I said, I'm I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna set up a. I'm going to set up a landing page on 206geek.com for the derp is out there for people to to come to um if they need help, you know, getting the podcast on their on their device. Um I'll put some instructions. Actually, no, I'll just put links and I think most of you know how to do that kind of stuff. If you have any trouble, you can always email me todd at 206geek.com. And uh again, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>